0: Welcome to the Life Self Mastery podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hello everyone, this is Rohit from Life Self Mastery, and really I'm excited to have Alex Nerney, who's the founder of Trade & Go, an online blog that teaches others how to start a blog and eventually make money blogging. Alex and his co-founder, Lauren, quit their jobs, sold almost everything they owned and went all in blogging. Within the first year, they made $100,000 blogging. By year three, they're currently making over $100,000 per month online. And uh, the best thing is Alex and his co-founder, Lauren, live their lives completely on their own terms. Welcome to the show, Alex.
1: Thanks for having me, Rohit. Very excited to be here.
0: Awesome. So, so, you know, can, 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 can you share your journey of what got you into, into blogging and why did you, you know, want to start a blog?
1: Well, so it started out a little bit before that. So when I was younger, I picked up a copy of the 4-Hour Workweek uh, back in probably about 2010. Uh, and so I always kind of knew that, you know, I always wanted to do something online. I wanted to do something a little bit different, try to go after kind of a different sort of life. So I bounced around for a long, long time at different things. You know, I, I took internet marketing and applied it to my personal training practice. I was a personal trainer for a while. Um, did a bunch of different things like that. But there was this uh, conference that I went to um, on the uh, Millionaire Fastlane, which, which is a book. And I went there and I saw these entrepreneurs like really doing it, like starting their own businesses, starting their own blogs, starting their own websites, doing a Kickstarter. It was, it was everything and anything in between. And I just really got inspired by um, this fact of like, I guess I just reached a certain point of frustration in my life where I was sick of trading my hours for dollars. Like at that time, I was running around as a personal trainer and I was like, hey, you know, like I really need to try this and and go all in. I didn't know it was a blog at the time. All I knew was really that I was just creating a website and writing down content. Um, But that was the initial start. The initial start was back in about 2015. Um, when I was just fed up. I was just annoyed and frustrated. I was sick of chasing um, the weekends constantly, never feeling like there was enough time to have fun, always feeling like um, just the weekends ended too quickly. And so, yeah, and that's why I got started, man. It was that level of frustration that I really felt um, with my life and, and what I wanted my life to look like.
0: Okay and and you you started working on um, avocado which is which is the health uh, you know blog and you know can you talk about your strategy about how you grew the blog and what kind, what sort of content were you putting there
1: Yeah so avocado started out of uh, I mean as a pretty natural extension so Lauren at the time uh, she wasn't a vegan then but she was a vegan super into health and wellness and I was a personal trainer right so it just seemed fitting that we would start a health blog it just made made sense. Right. We, we just thought about it and we're like, okay, we're going to start a health blog. So at the beginning, the content was very different than the content is today. Um, It's kind of like one of the lessons that I teach bloggers that you sort of want to navigate your content, content towards what people are responding to. But when we started out, it was just general health and wellness tips. It was, you know, like um, for everything from like, what foods are high in vitamin C um, to weight loss tips to yoga it was everything and anything in between, um, but we just started it naturally because we loved health and wellness. It just made sense for us. It made sense to move in that direction.
0: Okay, and uh, uh, you know, you've used Pinterest to to really you know grow your blogs. Uh, uh, you know, can I talk about you know what sort of traffic strategies have you done for your website to to really take it to the next level?
1: Yeah, for sure. I'd love to give you guys like some specifics with that as well. Um, so what happened is, so we started Avocado and we were trying all sorts of things to get traffic, right? So we had this idea, right? Lauren and I are back in Dallas, Texas, um, again, working as a personal trainer and we're working on this blog and we're trying to get people to visit and we are struggling, right? We are, um, I'm trying everything, right? I'm trying everything from Facebook ads to, um, that stumble upon. If you remember that website (laughs) where it was like, yeah, I I tried to get traffic from there. I saw somebody was, it didn't work for me at least. Um, Tried everything and nothing seemed to be working. Nothing seemed to be able to bring some sort of consistent traffic to our blog. And then I was actually a part of this um, group, uh, digitalmarketer.com. They have like this lab um, in the back for people who are interested in marketing. And, and I remember them talking a little bit, Hey, you know, like you can drive some traffic via Pinterest. And I was like, Pinterest, that thing that, you know, like people use for interior design and like, you know, for outfits really. And so I, I went and started messing around with it. Um, eventually, you know, after playing around with it, playing around with it for a while, uh, we started putting some blog posts on there and man, our traffic just started to grow. It was almost... It wasn't instant, but it felt instant because it didn't take long at all. And not only was it just traffic, not only was it um, awesome traffic, it was organic. It was, so it was free, like we weren't paying for ads or anything. And it was a ton of traffic. Um, And also it's a, it operates as a search engine. So it's a jQuery search. So people keep coming over and over to Pinterest. Uh, So that's really what blew us up. And that's really... Um, the leverage that we took from Pinterest was the, um, what we needed to eventually quit our jobs and get started because we built up this big readership just solely on Pinterest. Um, and, and people who are starting out on Pinterest, what I tell them is like Pinterest still to this day is an amazing performer for blogs. It just takes time and consistency. But I think that it is so much more worth it um, than a platform like an Instagram or even a Facebook because it, it's able to garter organic free traffic. But if I did have one tip just to give your audience right now, I'd just say it's about that consistency. Most people get started with Pinterest and they don't um, apply the lessons over a long enough period of time. Um, and if you, if you are consistent with Pinterest and you are a blogger, you will get traffic.
0: No, absolutely. You know, I, I also started off with Pinterest and uh, you know looked at strategies from Melissa Griffin and a few other bloggers. Uh, you, you know, uh, group boards is one is one of the one of the best strategies on how to uh, how to how to grow your traffic on Pinterest. Uh, do you uh, you know what is your suggestion on how many how many group boards should should somebody join to increase their their following and increase their the uh, base.
1: So the, the big mistake people make with group boards is that they focus on a really big quantity instead of a, a um, smaller amount. So back in the day, Pinterest had, would show the quantity of repins and um, shares from a set uh, pin on Pinterest, right? And so what they did is, is there was something called a virality score. And each group board was measured in virality. So it would say, so say there's 20 pins on a group board and each of those pins averages 10 pins. Uh, technically that virality is like 10, you know, it's 10 per post, uh, mm-hmm. 10 repins per post. Uh, so the mistake here is that, so Pinterest also, when they, they positively rate virality, they also negatively rate it. So if you join boards that, let's say they don't share great content, or let's say they have 10 million contributors, and it's like the board is flooded with all random nonsense. Um, that's not a board you want to join because not only does it bring that virality of the board down, it brings down the virality of your individual Pinterest account. Um, so focus on the quality of the group board. Now you can't see the measures of virality anymore. Pinterest has hidden those things. But the same principles still apply to this day where you need to focus on joining those high, high quality boards, like spend the time to try to really get to know the contributor of like a really, really well done board and really show out for them, help them out with stuff, you know, do whatever you can to get on that group board. If you're able to do that, those things will help you out a lot.
0: Okay. And, and uh, what sort of schedulers are you using to, you know, schedule out your posts on Pinterest? Um, does Board Booster or Tailwind still, still work? So, Board Booster
1: does not, but Tailwind is where you should be. Um, Board Booster, um, they didn't have a registered API with Pinterest, and so Tailwind came out, and actually Tailwind is introducing a feature. It's sort of similar to Board Booster. It's a little bit different, called Smart Loop, um, but it's definitely something uh, that's the place where you need to be for scheduling. Now I'm speaking a little bit out of turn here. Lauren is actually the real true Pinterest expert, but I do uh, know enough to know that we use Tailwind and Smart Loop is coming out with a feature uh, that will be excellent for Pinterest.
0: Okay, and uh, you know, other than Pinterest, you know, uh, what are the social media platforms uh, would you recommend, and you know, which have worked for uh, for, for your blogs? So the
1: best ones, man, was. Pinterest for sure, and then it followed up actually with YouTube. YouTube ended up being a very important platform for us, um, just because. And and when I say YouTube, most people end up getting pretty. Most people are pretty fearful of YouTube uh, because yeah, it's a it is a high barrier to entry. You have to get on camera. You have to talk to a camera, record a video, upload a video. But I don't think there's any better way to connect with your audience than you know, showing your face and talking because people can see, I don't know, they kind of see through the mask of whatever's on your blog and they can see through to the real you. So definitely consider it. You can check out our YouTube channel, maybe type in create and go and you'll see uh, some of my older videos, the ones that are so popular are not difficult videos to make. Literally, I just hop up record on my iPhone, just a really quick intro, like just, Hey, what's up? We're talking about this today. And then I screen record my screen and walk people through, um, you know, whatever that topic is. So it's not that, not that hard to get started. The other thing, the other positive social media things I'd say is Facebook groups, Facebook groups. Um, I think Facebook really did a number by creating those because I think Facebook pages are not nearly as valuable, but those groups are such a great way to get started, um, meeting people. If you're a new blogger, if you're new to this industry, go into Facebook and type in, um, your topic of interest. So if it's like dogs, you know, like type in dog blogs or dog groups or whatever, and you will find people in your community, uh, to connect with, uh, those are the real, those have been the real driving factors of, um, uh, of conversion for social media. Like we don't do Instagram. We have an Instagram, but just not that not that relevant for us um, i just feel like it's hard for people to convert um, over to our our platform but yeah that, that that's really it i'd say youtube is the next best cuz it's search engine and then uh, facebook groups are probably the next step after that
0: carter yeah you know i saw that you around 48,000 subscribers um, so, uh, you know, uh, is it all about creating great content or, or were you also putting up YouTube ads to, to, to get more subscribers and, uh, you know, get more views for your, for, your, uh, for your videos? Yeah, great question.
1: So actually that, that channel has really grown. And, and, and this is why YouTube also works really well with blogging or mm-hmm. having a website, because what you can do is you can create a blog post. So let's say you're creating a post on how to make money blogging, right? you create this post, but then what you can do is you can create a YouTube video that sort of mimics the post and you can embed uh, that video in your post. So you can get subscribers organically with people who are already coming and visiting your blog post. So actually that YouTube channel has grown without any ads uh, to 48,000. Now we are going to start running some ads very soon, but um, that's just a little insider info. But the, um, but the truth is that as of now, like YouTube hasn't been grown with any direct uh, ads. It's just been embedding those YouTube videos into our blog posts. You can also see our other YouTube channel called The Health Nerd. Now, The Health Nerd, I don't post any content on there anymore, um, but we're up to 400,000 subscribers. And that was the YouTube channel that we embedded into our Avocado blog posts. So people would um, come to Avocado, visit our health and wellness site, and then they would see embedded in the blog posts, our YouTube channel called the health nerd, they'd go and visit it and subscribe. So it's a great, that's why those platforms work so well together because they can both feed off of each other. If that makes sense.
0: No, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, if somebody is starting out a new blog in 2019, uh, what are the most important metrics uh, for, a, for a new blogger to check on while he's looking at building his audience? Because there's just too many things he has to look at like page views and, you know, number of shares he's getting. Uh, what is in your view the most important metrics for a new blogger to look at? I
1: think the most important metric for a new blogger, and that's actually a great question. I would say the most important thing for a newbie to focus on is is interaction, like true interaction with a fan. So, like, those are the, like, interaction by a YouTube comment, a comment on a blog post that you wrote, or a, like, email that you've received from somebody. Those are, like, the metrics you should actually go after because, Things like page views can be confusing. Like you can, you can uh, write a ton of blog posts and get a bunch of page views, but have it not relate to your audience, right? Only that true customer and engagement with something really defines that, oh, this really spoke to somebody. This is something that somebody is interested in, right? Like when you're creating a blog to make money, and this is a simple lesson I tell everybody, it's not about you, right? It's about them, right? It's all about them. Um, what you're providing them, the value you are giving them, how you're serving your audience. And the more you serve them, the more you'll get feedback and engagement that says, the more you're truly serving them and truly helping them, the more comments and feedback you're going to receive that say, hey man, this really helped out, or hey, this is really something I needed. Thank you so much, right? Those are the true metrics you want to go after, especially if you're a newbie. Um, because at the beginning, your page views and stuff like that, th- those can be. Those can confuse you into chasing
0: the wrong rabbit hole. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, you know. Once somebody gets the the traffic to uh, to uh, to their blog, uh, you know, what are your favorite monetization strategies? And you know, what what uh, you know, how do you monetize your blogs? Okay, so the I'll break this down from
1: a beginner to intermediate like section. So as a beginner, like your first sales, the first things you want to go after is you want to go after kind of low ticket affiliate marketing. The reason why you want to do that is is there's a multitude of reasons actually. The first is that as a beginner, you're probably going to suck at selling. That's just kind of how it goes. At the very beginning, you haven't built up enough skills to know the exact progression of getting somebody to read the full blog post, subscribing to your list, creating an email sales funnel, all, all this process, right? Right. So what I would start is I would start with somewhere, something very simple, a simple Amazon associates are related products that are, are easy buys. Don't try to sell a $300 fancy new toaster, right? Sell something simple that your audience needs a, a great book that they need to read a, um, you know, if, if you're in a dog blog niche, sell some, you know, cheap dog treats or something that the best and cheapest, you know, the reason why is that as a beginner, those first few wins matter those first few wins, whenever you're starting out, like those are the ones that motivate you to keep moving forward. And by getting those first few wins, you will have that internal confidence and that shift saying from, is this going to work to, oh my gosh, this is starting to work. Then, and then after you've sold some, you know, cheaper, easy products, then I would say it's time to step your game up. Now what you're trying to do is you're trying to put in an email list and create an email sales funnel, use that email sales funnel then to sell higher priced products, sell things like um, a higher priced affiliate marketing course, a higher priced product, and then eventually progress into creating your own. But affiliate marketing is so great because not only does it teach you, um, it just, here's why, it teaches you how to sell without the risk of creating a product that bombs. A lot of people create products and don't know how to sell them properly. Um, and so they might have this amazing product that people need, but they just don't know how to properly sell it to their audience. And affiliate marketing can teach you that without the risk of creating a product that bombs.
0: Got it. and uh, you know, you uh, you've created your own product, which is six figure bloggers. So is that a, a video course? Uh, and you know, can, can talk a little bit about uh, this course.
1: Yeah, for sure. Six Figure Blogger is a video training course. It is by far our most extensive uh, course that we have ever created. And our courses are pretty in depth. Um, That course is a video training course that teaches people how to um, take their blog to the next level. So let's say that you have a blog and you've started out and you're uh, making your first, you have your first readers, you've been in the blogging game for a couple years. Um, But you're still really struggling with how do I monetize this thing properly? And how do I monetize this thing on a big scale? Not just small monetization, like how do I get to six figures and beyond? Um, That is the course that you take when you want to do that because that breaks all of this down. It breaks down the whole process of, of here's how to create an email sales funnel. Here's how to get the right reader's to your blog posts. Here's how to properly build a sales page for conversions. Here's how to treat an audience member or a purchaser so well that they want to tell their friends and their family and other people in Facebook groups about your product. That's what Six Figure Blogger um, is. Now, it's more, it's definitely more of an advanced course, but it's, you know, we've had so many people come through and, you know, people like Natalie Bacon or um, Amira Law, We've taken from making no money, or Natalie was already making some, to making over ten, twenty thousand dollars a month blogging uh, with that course.
0: Okay, and and, and you know, you talked about creating an or your own email sales funnel. So, so what are your favorite strategies to to build an email list? Yeah, so my favorite
1: strategies are right off the the get go. Um, so. So when you create content, right? Let's say you create 10 blog posts uh, and you don't have an email sales funnel. Let's start there. So you create 10 10, uh, articles. What you want to do first is you want to look at, all right, which one gets the most traffic? Which one are the people most interested in? Which one are the people most engaged with? And then what you want to do is you want to create a content upgrade or a lead magnet designed specifically to that audience, right? So if it is um, like ours was yoga, Right, people. When we created Avocado, I had no idea we would be selling a yoga product one day. No idea. But we created this yoga content, and people loved it. So we we're like, okay, what do they need in yoga? Uh, and so we we're like, all right, all right, let's create this um, eight beginner yoga poses PDF. Um, and that one got so many signups because it was directly related to why they were visiting that page. Right. That that art of specificity on your email lead magnet or collecting those emails is really important. So you create that and then what you do is you want to provide them. So there's, there's two thoughts here on the email marketing. One group of people thinks that you should immediately sell uh, something low value and then like upsell them. I don't like that as much. I like more of, hey, let's build that relationship for a few days and then sell the product and so that that's more of what it looks like we do like a seven day normally like a seven-ish day funnel first few days free content free things like check this out check that out here's some more resources all related to yoga right and then right. at the end of the at the end of that funnel then we sell them um our product
0: okay and and uh, you yeah, other than affiliate marketing and new courses are there other, other ways uh, in which you monetize your, your blog yeah so we monetize
1: um with ads as well on mm-hmm. avocado. Uh and and the reason why we do that is funny because I thought I never thought ads would work um, because you know if you're if you're a little bit into the blogging game you understand the feeling of hey I've got some traffic let's put some Google AdSense on there and mm-hmm. then just nobody buys right you you make like three dollars in a month and you're like oh great really really glad mm-hmm. I put this on there. Um, but what happens is actually when you get enough traffic, you can partner with like a premium ad network, like a thrive. Um, there's thrive. There's a few different others. I'm blanking on, I think media vine is another one. Um, Oh, there's one that's like called like rocket ship or something. Uh, propeller ads. That's what it is. Um, there, there are, there are premium ad networks that will set up the ads properly on your website and market kind of higher priced, um, advertising. Uh, and so that, that is a good way. So we actually make a few, a few grand per month, probably like two to four grand per month on avocado comes from ads. So that's another way that we monetize. Um, but with, it's going to depend on your website, right? So avocado, our health and wellness blog, we, uh, monetize with ads, right? On create and go. Absolutely not. Like I don't want, another marketers coming, um, popping up another marketers ad popping up on my, um, blog post on, you know, how to start a blog. Like I want, you know, only those visitors to be interested in me. So it's going to, it's going to depend. It's going to p- depend on your blog and what's right for you.
0: Okay. And uh, Alex, you you're making more than a million dollars a year. So how much time are you spending on your blogs? Uh, uh you know, on a, on a weekly basis.
1: Yeah. So this is, um, there's this quote in entrepreneurship, and I'm going to start getting better at remembering these. the The one is that you you it's kind of like you sacrifice a lot up front so that this back end is awesome. Now, right. right now, I'm working a little bit harder than I have recently, but right before I moved to Austin, I was on a 50 states road trip, and I was working less than 10 hours a week. Um, okay. But but the thing is, though, man, it's like I don't want to. I don't want to say that without prefacing this, because before that, when I was starting out and I was in that growth phase, um, we were working a ton. We were working, you know, late nights, early mornings, working all the time on building our business. Uh, The best part about internet, um, internet entrepreneurship, uh, blogging and, uh, you know, creating your own stuff is that you can sacrifice now for a better tomorrow. Uh, and that's a really true value proposition that you can have because you can put in the time and effort and energy and then go on a 50 states road trip. And then, so, so there's this, there's these two kind of different phases. You're going to be in this growth phase, right? And when you're in a growth phase, baby, you are working, you are working all day, every day, really trying to make it happen, right? But then there's this maintenance phase that happens where you can take some time off. You can kick your shoes back, um, relax, enjoy, enjoy life a little bit more. So I, I wouldn't, um, there's not really a specific hour that I work per week. It's more like, am I in a growth phase or am I in a maintenance phase? And those are two different
0: lifestyles. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And it's, it's awesome that kind of freedom and abundance it gives to you when once you, you know, you know uh, your business is making an X amount of money. Uh, and is it only two of you working on the business or you, you have, have a team also who helps you with your blog?
1: Yeah, we have a small but awesome team. Um, Drew Duboff is kind of like our customer service guy, as well as Shannon Darling, one of uh, Lauren's great friends. Uh, They do some more of the customer service stuff, some of the maintenance of the blog. We have a few various freelancers doing various activities. You know, when the WordPress website (laughs) breaks down and we have no idea what's going on, we need a guy for that. When we want to redesign some things, you know, very specifically, we have a guy for that. been working with a video editor, but most of these people, um, operate in a freelance sort of mode. So they're really guns for hire. Um, so it's mainly the two man team, but we would, we need our casting crew of freelancers or um, it wouldn't work. That's just part of scaling though. As a beginner blogger, it's not really something you have to worry about as a beginner blogger. You should learn all the pieces of your business. Like I'm very much a proponent of that because how can you know if somebody's doing a good job without knowing how to do it yourself? Um, so I'm a very big proponent of that at the beginning, but uh now we do probably have a team of five, five to ten, you know, freelancers doing various activities um on our blog.
0: Got it. And, and do you have any favorite bloggers uh, whom you know listeners can follow and learn from?
1: Yeah, so I've always been a big fan, well, you know. Obviously yours, right? Like self mastery. you. No problem. Uh, the, uh, so making sense of sense, um, Michelle has always been, um, an inspiration. I think, um, in, in a cool sense, uh, if you don't know her, Michelle Schroeder, I know that you do, but if your audience doesn't know her, she's, um, you know, she really is what I think of like as the natural of blogging. She's, um, she's a pure blogger most bloggers now today are marketers, right? They're like people who know, right. They know how to market and sell things. But Michelle is like a true blue, like blogger who just figured it out. And I've always been inspired uh, by her stuff. I, I, you know, our friend, Natalie Bacon, nataliebacon.com. She's going to be just, you know, just fair warning. She will be a very very popular blogger, successful person one day. I don't think I know anybody who hustles harder than her. Um, Melissa Griffin at the beginning, definitely another person that we look to because she just um, she just seemed to like see around corners. She was always uh, on top of things. Th- those are really some of my favorites at the beginning that really inspired me and inspired us to keep going through the, the harder parts of, of starting a blog.
0: Okay. And what's the next big thing for, for Alex and Create and go, where where do you want to go from here? Yeah. So the big thing we're trying to get to
1: man is like, I, I I struggle with this man. I struggle with doing the outreach and doing the networking side of blogging. Uh, we built our businesses really without really much networking at all. And, um, and so this is sort of the next, next phase and next steps. The next goal I would love to see create and Go's YouTube channel get to a hundred thousand subscribers. Um, I would love um, for us to grow our blocks traffic. Right now, uh, we are, um, yeah. I, I, those are those are the two main metrics that I'm looking at, like to improve, like our income. Obviously, like we, we we think we'll get to the 200 grand per month mark, but you know, and that and that's cool. But you know, after, money after a certain time isn't really about the money; it's more about like how many people you're helping. The big the big mission right now for Create and Go is this: is like I want to take. 10 bloggers to making 10 grand or more per month. I want to take a hundred bloggers to making a thousand or more per month. And I want to take a thousand bloggers to making their first hundred dollars or more per month. Like that's the big mission and vision uh, behind create and go right now. And and that's really what we're looking towards.
0: Awesome. You know, that's, that's a great mission. You know, it's part, it's part, once you've made the kind of money, you, you uh, kind of wealth you've made, it's important to, you know, give back and contribute uh, and make others grow as well. Uh, so let's quickly do the top three. What's your favorite business book? My favorite business
1: book is The Millionaire Fast Lane. Super cheesy title, amazing mm-hmm. book. If you if you are new to blogging or if you're new to really any business, uh, it really breaks down uh, how you spend your day, right? It, I'm a big believer in like all we have is the present moment, right? This is all we really get is right here, right now in the present. And so um, it it really breaks down how you're spending your hours and where those hours are taking you. Um, And I think it's just a very important book uh, for newbie entrepreneurs to have because it can really show them and expose to them, oh, I'm not headed in the direction that I want to because my hours aren't being spent accordingly to where they need to be spent.
0: Okay, and if you could go back in time when you started your blogs, what is the one thing you would have focused on?
1: Ooh, I would have focused on. I would have focused on being more focused. That sounds interesting. Uh, you know, it's, it's so when you start out as a blogger, you start out any online business, you can have sort of the moth to the flame syndrome, or like the or like the pretty light syndrome, right? Where you like. You like going, Oh, there's this pretty thing. And you wander over there and then you look over to the next thing. Oh, there's this other shiny thing. It's Oh, the shiny object. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And that's, that's very tempting. But what I tell people now is I'm like, Hey, you know, if you bought a course, like whatever course you've bought, do it all the way, see it all the way through. and spend less time jumping around. If I'd done that at the beginning, um, I would have gotten to, we would have gotten to our success, uh, faster.
0: Okay. And then what's your favorite online tools? example, Gmail, Slack,
1: LinkedIn? Slack. I mean, we just started using Slack. I mean, I used it before, but not like lot, not for work. We started using it for work maybe three weeks, four weeks ago. Oh my gosh. It is so great as far as an organizing your thoughts uh, tool. If you have a team or even if you have a team of two people, Slack is um, amazing. It's, it's a really well done product and I have nothing but great things to say about it.
0: Awesome. And and what's the best way people can reach out to you uh, and know more about your blog and your courses? So there are two main
1: places I would tell them to go. Um, There's uh, our blog, createandgo.com, createandgo.com. That's the best place, you know, if you like want to like learn about us, we have like, uh, there's this about us story on there. It's like 5,000 words, gets tons of comments all the time. Um, uh, I think it's the best place to like learn about our overall um, and then we have this really kind of epic post on how to make money blogging. Um, it's just create and uh, sorry createandgo.com um, backslash how to make money blogging, you know, uh, spaces in there. Um, okay. I'm sure it will be linked. But the, uh, the deal is it really, again, this is another epic post where it goes through like 4,000, 5,000 words of like, here is really like the breakdown of what you need to be focusing on next. And I think that's just a really great resource for people to have.
0: Okay. Uh, you know, Alex, I had a lot of tons of stuff and, you know, I was busy writing notes. Thank you so much for your time. It was awesome speaking to you. Man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Rohit. This is a lot of fun, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.